Hey, how's it for Welcome into Pro Football Ireland. It is our college football, the PFI College Football Show, and on the PFI RSS feed, looking ahead to the NFL draft, which is on April the 27th. We'll get full coverage across all of the Pro Football Ireland channels on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Just search NFL Ireland, and you can find us all. Um, delighted to be joined by the PFI college football team, Dark Harger, Connell Diggin and Michael Lavery. Lads, welcome in. We're, I'm just going to jump straight into this because we've got a lot to go through on this podcast. Today, we're going to look at quarterbacks. Now, this draft is interesting because, Adara, I'll start with you in a second, mate, but like, I, I just find for a start, as, as we start to look at Bryce Young, usually in the NFL draft, and some some years were spoiled, some years were not. You've obviously you're obviously going to have years where you've got standout quarterbacks. We've had years where, where we've been spoiled, where you've had five, six, seven guys that can go in the first couple of rounds. This year, it does not seem like that in any way, shape, or form. Now, I'm not dissing any of the quarterbacks that we're going to look at today. We're going to talk about Bryce Young, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and, and Hendon Hooker. And honestly, lads, if you have any other ones that you want to talk about, go for it. But like, let, let's start, I guess, on Bryce Young, the quarterback for Alabama. Um, I guess, Dara, for me, I'll be prudent in all my conversations about a quarterback. Do you really think the size is an issue? We've seen how Kyler Murray can play. We've seen certain situations where we're not even talking about size. We've been talking about different quarterbacks' hand sizes. As he comes into the draft, he's got so many things going for him in terms of his accuracy and his ways that he can improvise. We've seen it so many times during the season. Are you really that concerned about his height? Because he is really, really good and his potential is 10 out of 10. Yeah, well, I think you have to reserve some concern for his height. Uh, it's the only knock on him, realistically. Every He's got every other trait you could ask for. His processing and decision-making skills are some of the best we've ever seen of, a, of an NFL quarterback prospect. Um, you know, he came in over 200 pounds barely at the combine, but I think everyone knows that's that's not his real weight. There's a lot of manipulation going on there. He's, uh, I'm sure he's going to cut down to a lower weight for when he throws at his pro day. Um, I think there's obviously going to be durability concerns. We've seen Kyler Murray get hurt. Uh, we've seen other smaller quarterbacks get hurt. Um, he managed to, when you're playing in the SEC, you know, it's about the closest you can get to NFL caliber athletes defensively. And he held up for two full years at Alabama. So that's obviously a good sign. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't pin it necessarily as a red flag. I do still believe he deserves to go number one overall. But, yeah, obviously you can see why teams would, you know, choose a safer option, someone who's more prototypical in their size and their overall game. Yeah, Con- Connell, it's, it's funny because, you know, he has a lot of things going for him. But as Dara has said, Nobody in this draft, I guess, is the finished product, but you've got teams that are looking to trade up. You've got teams, for example, that have built such a solid offensive unit in the last season that they're trying to build up. I look at a team like the Houston Texans and I think, could they go after Bryce Young? I mean, there are many options for him and for every quarterback that we're going to talk about here, but you would look at the more obvious teams at the minute and at the time of recording, I think he could be well suited in, in Houston. Yeah, like I'm fairly certain you're probably right there, especially like you think about, you know, they've brought in a new head coach. They've given him a long contract. They clearly like their new head coach. And, you know, I think if Bryce Young, you know, more than likely, I think he's going to be a week one starter. I think he's not the type of guy who sits out, you know, maybe till halfway through the season or, or sits out an entire year. I think he's the guy who if you pick him, you start him straight away. 
and he you know you're you're letting him you're letting him loose really and if he doesn't have a great year it's fine because the Houston Texans aren't you know a a, a great team to be honest either um but you know I think you know the whole thing about his his height I mean yeah but like we've seen you know Drew Brees Russell Wilson you know, have MVP caliber seasons, you know, win Super Bowls and they're, you know, about six foot or, or below is just like, just like Young is as well. And, you know, I think the only maybe other knock is that he doesn't have elite arm strength. But then that was like when we were talking about Joe Burrow a couple of years ago, people were like the one knock on him is he doesn't have elite arm strength. But because his ball placement is next level, same as Bryce Young, you know, it's it's pretty much as good as you're going to get out of a guy. And like, He's he's even sneaky athletic as well. Like he doesn't use it as much, but he can do everything really if you need him to. Yeah, I, I've been very I, I've been very hypocritical, Nick, about saying that guys aren't ready for the league and they shouldn't be coming in week one. And you know, I guess Michael, a guy like Justin Herbert, has really dismissed that whole perception over the last few years. Bryce Young is probably as Connell said, there is probably the guy that's the most ready to come into the league. Heisman Trophy winner in 2021 was still a solid production in 2022. I mean, in 2021, he had 47 touchdowns. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous to be honest with you. What's your thoughts on Bryce Young, Michael, and where do you see him landing, regardless, even at, at the time of recording, in terms of draft selection? Uh, I think you're probably right in what you say. He's the most, you know, plug and play sort of quarterback in this draft. Um, we have seen those examples you mentioned there, Justin Herbert, who is the perfect example of coming in on short notice. I mean, he wasn't even due to play during the warm ups. Uh, Terod Taylor gets injured by a freak accident and Herbert comes in plays lights out has been the starter ever since I think we'll see Bryce Young go to Houston I think he leads the face of that rebuild that they're in such desperate need of down there in Texas and he's sort of the main guy they can build around him then sort of this year and in and, and the coming years um, he has to start because the other options down there just aren't good enough and if you're if you're going all in, whether to take him at two or to move up to one and get him, uh, he has to be he has to be the guy, and it's it's a risk I think they have to take. Absolutely, and I guess that goes in in terms of risk. We're, we're talking about from risk to patience, and that goes in with our second quarterback that we're going to look at for Kentucky. Will lads, is it Levi's or Levis? What that can someone just help me here, please? It's Le- Levis, I think. I think we're Levis. Ah, uh, here's me calling Levi. Uh, Levis, 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 Levi. It's like Latin. No, it's, isn't not, it? it's, not, it's not. It's not Levi. Like. It's, I'm <laughs> fairly certain it is Levis. I hope it is Levis. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your TikTok moment here. This is gonna <laughs> explode now. And um, this is this is the guy. And I, I'm gonna show my age now. Like, take that patience. Have a little patience. This guy, if he's gonna make it in the league, you know, in terms of getting him into the league, he's gonna. It's gonna take patience to get him to the level he wants to be at. You know, his strategy is to become a starting quarterback in the league. But you know, the reality is he has had turnovers in the league. He's had situations, especially in the last 18 months of play, where some decision makings have been questionable I mean there was points even in October and November last year where people had him falling into the second round of their mock drafts um, but there, the guy has got really really high octane uh, talent with his arm he's got a really high ceiling and if he goes to the right team in this draft you can see potential for him yeah he is just about the Carson Wentz Josh Allen uh, experiment that that teams have have wanted to get in the in, in recent drafts really. Uh, he's played a, a lot higher level than those two. To be fair, he's played SEC competition. 
Um, obviously, yeah, you've got the arm talent. You've got um, uh, it's it's a prototypical size, prototypical build type of quarterback. Um, uh, you, there's plenty of areas of his game that he needs to clean up. I don't think he's as refined of a prospect as Young or as another uh, prospect we're about to get to after him. But um, he's a he's definitely there's definitely a lot to him that teams will want. Teams will want to. Uh, teams covet really his size and his, his build and what they can sort of mold him into as a player. He can he can be Josh Allen. That's that's the ceiling, but he can also completely flame out. He's a he's a high floor or high ceiling, low floor kind of prospect in my eyes anyway. And and by no means a a quarterback guru or evaluator that gets paid thousands to to judge these guys on the field. But uh, you know, I think I think that's really what you're what you got in Levis. Daryl Carger, quarterback guru, has got a good ring to it, lads, I have, I have to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Connell, um, he's talking there about obviously the high ceiling and sort of like not gambling, but in a year where the Super Bowl is going to be in Vegas and the draft was in Vegas last year, could we maybe see a guy like like Levis go to the Raiders maybe or maybe Tennessee as well? Like there's so many interesting options. And if you've got someone, if you go into a team where you're not expected to start week one, for example, or maybe have a whole year out, like Malik, like, like, like Malik Willis tackled that he did for a long time last year, it could really play into his benefit long-term. Yeah, like it's it's a very interesting situation because you have, you know, it can kind of end up being like a, a, not to compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but compare his situation to Patrick Mahomes where a team who has a quarterback that they're perfectly fine with him, but they know if they hit on a guy in the draft, you know, who can, who has a high ceiling like Mahomes did. And obviously he's probably exceeded whatever ceiling we thought he had. But, you know, if we think Will Levis can be, you know, this type of, you know, pro bowl, all pro level quarterback, you know, Josh Allen type ceiling and you sit him for a year if you have to, you know, again, uh, behind a Ryan Tannehill or, you know, if he, I was looking at maybe he could go into Atlanta, something like that. You know, they kind of seem like the teams that that would be willing to take that risk um, and have him sit behind them. I guess really, as Dara said, you know, the only you know, he's not as refined as, as your other two quarterbacks. So if you're trading up for him, you do have to just watch yourself and watch what you're giving up for him. Because if you're giving up a first round pick in this year's draft and a first round pick next year, it might not work out as well as you might have thought it would. Michael, a thing that I'm very passionate about doing on this podcast, not just now, but I, a year down the line, please God, is to not talk about the NFL too much outside of the draft. I don't want to bring people's teams up, but I know you're a Seahawks fan, so I do have to ask this because I do think it has relevance. Geno Smith in March signed an extension. Uh, that's a whole different discussion. But Pete Carroll said he still feels very connected, literally, quote, connected to the quarterbacks in this draft with Will Levis being potentially you know, linked to Seattle. Do you think Seattle would be a good mix for what he has, or do you look at different teams? I'm actually looking one pick ahead of Seattle. Seattle's picking at five. I'm looking at Indianapolis at four. I think the Seahawks will find themselves a bit of time with, you know, if he continues to play at the level that he did this year, they can get themselves a bit of breathing space. You know, this year was supposed to be a rebuilding year for Seattle. They surprised everybody. Well, surprised themselves, most of all, made it to the playoffs. And they'll be wanting to take the next step next year, whether or not they do remains to be seen but I think having Gino in the building and keeping that sort of camaraderie and you know Pete, Pete Carl it could be just smoke and mirrors to sort of throw everybody else off but I'm looking at Indianapolis I'm looking at Matt Ryan he's not getting any younger 
He didn't have a good season at all last year, and really, what have what have the Colts got behind him? Sam Ellinger, uh, I think Will Levis in Indianapolis could be a good move, and I think it, it would be a better suited situation for him than Seattle. Okay, interesting, interesting. We're getting so we're we're, we're going to do five players pair episode here and we're going to refer now if, if anybody does have any other quarterback it's, it's difficult i think i think we get to like wide receivers tight ends or even running backs or defensive players will probably show out more suggestions but i think this year it's, it's more difficult to suggest different quarterbacks cj stroud uh, of, of 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 ohio state lads is a really really interesting prospect i mean he was the first qb in the history of the big 10 to have back-to-back seasons with 30 or more touchdown passes in 2022, he scored 44 and 41. Sorry, 41 in 2022, 44 in 2021. Uh, his accuracy, Dara, is honestly, man, it's just off the charts. His production, in terms of what we said there with the numbers, is excellent. You would be a bit concerned in, in certain situations about his consistency, but you could say that about any quarterback coming into the draft this year. They're, they're going to have to be put into pressurized situations. He's almost a little bit like Jared Goff a little bit in terms of what he can do. It, it's interesting to see what he can do. A bit like that, if you can get the right people around him, it can really unleash his potential. I'm honestly... He's the main guy that I'm looking at in the, 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 the just with the five quarterbacks that we're looking at in this draft. He's the one that intrigues me the most in terms of. I know we've talked with different guys with Steelers. I'm really intrigued to see what the team could do with him. Yeah, um, Stroud's my top quarterback this year, in my opinion. And I think that come draft day, I would be surprised if he's the first quarterback off the board. Um, that might seem that might sound bold, but look, he is. As far as you want to get in the total package, um, just look at the national championship uh, semi-final that he played against Georgia. His he saved his last he saved his best game at Ohio State for the last. Um, you saw the mobility that he was capable of pulling off in that game. Like he can run with the best of them, despite being about the size of Big Ben. It's ridiculous. He um, he's got obviously you said you mentioned the accuracy to every level of the field. He's uh, perfect kind of character to have off the field. He's got that kind of Jalen Hurts demeanor of quietly confident and a real franchise quarterback kind of player. Uh, yeah, I, he's my top quarterback. Um, I, I I mean, it, obviously it's close. Bryce Young is a phenomenal prospect, but with Stroud, I think he, you've got everything you could possibly want. People do question the Ohio State's reliability. You know, people say that uh, it's an offense that doesn't necessarily translate well to the NFL. You saw it with um, Dwayne Haskins and then Justin Fields took a little while to adjust, but he's coming into his own now. Um, so that that's your only, uh, some only knock on on um, CJ Stroud. I think uh, some people don't like the lack of mobility and the lack of ability to create plays, but you saw everything you needed to see against Georgia. It was one of the best college quarterback performances I've ever seen. And I think that's enough for me anyway to push him to the very top of the board. Yeah, and not just Conan Lapp, uh performance in that playoff game against Georgia, but then also the year before against Utah. He has come up on many games and shown what he can do. His production is excellent. And for a team in the NFL, he could he could genuinely be that potential gap that they need. Now, there's talk around certain teams being interested in him, especially the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be interesting if he went there, even as a backup for a year with uh, Doc Prescott in front of him. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's the NFL draft. Like, really, like, anything can happen. Like, 
one year you could have the best quarterback in the world and then the next year you know you're drafting this new young guy because you think he might be you know the next Tom Brady or whatever and that's kind of just how the 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 league kind of works you know you know you if you have a good quarterback you know it's basically worth an entire franchise to be honest I mean if you have you know like if you think you have an average quarterback who'll get you 10 wins that's great but if you have a quarterback who'll get you 13 wins and you know get you a couple comebacks later in the year and bring you through in the playoffs that's kind of what you want and to be honest I I don't think Dara's too far off in saying that he could go first overall because you know, you look at the knock on Bryce Young, which is his height. CJ Stroud doesn't have, you know, the the height issue. He's he's perfectly average size, above average size for a quarterback. Same same sort of attributes where he's a good passer. I mean, he had a, a lot. I saw a lot of people saying his performance at the combine was incredibly impressive as well when it came to ball placement, accuracy, everything like that. And it kind of pushed people's estimations of him up a bit more. He I've seen he kind of struggles a little bit, you know, just with a bit of footwork and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, that that stuff's coachable. And I don't think if a team loses out on Bryce Young, I don't think they'll be too sad that they have to settle for a CJ Stroud because there's a possibility that he could be better than Bryce Young. Mick, just as we round up with CJ Stroud, have you any other thoughts on him? Because I think we've all sort of, you know, diced a few things ahead there. Serious potential. Yeah, unbelievable player. I mean, you've mentioned that that college football playoff, 348 yards, four touchdowns, 85 touchdowns over two years. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Connell mentioned his combine there as well. You go back and you watch it, just smooth, seems in control, doesn't seem flustered by it. Um, And yeah, a a great overall player who definitely go very high in the draft. Now we go from one guy in a gap, and then we go to a project QB in Anthony Richardson, and I'm I'm really intrigued to talk about this because it's like Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, two point um, This is this is an intriguing pick, Dar, because this guy, you know, had his first start in season in 2022, 17 touchdowns and nine interceptions last season. This guy, I'd recommend folks read up on him. The guy, you know, really didn't look at football being in the future for a long time was trying was training to be a firefighter like literally there could be a netflix documentary in this in 20 years time like this is uh interesting to say the least um do you agree with that notion in terms of he's a he's he's a project quarterback there because there is serious serious upside with anthony richardson that being said you know while he's got uh, frankly rare strength in his arm and real upside potentially there are times where you have to question his accuracy and you have to question is he ready for this league and maybe I'm just not maybe, maybe I'm being unfair and I'm saying that and um, yeah <laughs> it's a it's an interesting case I think there's an argument to be made that the um the floor of Anthony Richardson is actually higher just due to how much of a freak athlete he is. I mean, worst comes to worst, you've probably got one of the best Russian quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I don't know if many listeners are familiar with relative athletic score. It's a brilliant way of quantifying how athletic a player performs at the combine. So every player is given a score out of 10 relative to their position. If you get a 10, there's only one player in every position ever gets a 10 because you're the best of your position. Everyone else is, you know, 9.99, 9.98. 
Richardson got a 10. He's the best quarterback prospect athletically that we've ever seen. He's um, in, in terms of size, speed, strength, explosiveness. He's the complete total package in that regard. You mentioned the uh, the issues in terms of athleticism and, or sorry, not athleticism, and accuracy and decision making. I think they're very genuine concerns. It's it's what's holding them back from probably being held in the same regard as, as those top three that we've already mentioned. Um, I, again, at worst, you're getting a elite like a Cam Newton level rusher, which has its own value on its own. And if you're able as a team and as a coaching staff to develop him into an elite thrower of the ball, you could really be finding yourself with the next the next MVP level quarterback in the league. Connell, if you're a GM in in the NFL draft, hypothetically, imagine you're the GM for the for the Kerry Crusaders, K, K, Crusaders with a K. Um, would you be like me and just roll the dice and and bring it like? For me, like this is the guy that I'd like to draft just on the potential that he has. I know he's got accuracy issues and a lot of interceptions in the past, but serious high ceiling here. Like. I mean, yeah, if we're speaking hypotheticals here, let's say, you know, I'm the Kerry Crusaders and I just got a new head coach called Shane Steichen, um, who has a good history with, you know, Justin Herbert in his first year. He was his offensive coordinator. And then the next two years, he was the offensive coordinator of a player who I think kind of works out at least a bit similarly when it comes to Jalen Hurts, at least athletically. Because, you know, if I, I to be honest, I think if I'm the Colts, that's, that's the guy I take. Not only because my head coach has experience with, you know, simplifying things down for young quarterbacks and then kind of being able to teach them along the way what, they need to do but you know I think a lot of his problems aren't you know they're not unfixable like accuracy he can work on that you can coach you know even just some open reads get him make it more simplified for him and then because and then if you have a running back like Jonathan Taylor imagine a read option and you have to either choose to tackle Anthony Richardson or Jonathan Taylor like that's not fun for any linebacker, any defensive lineman, any safety in the entire NFL. Really, it's just not fair. Definitely not fair at all, sir. Mick, um, in an off season where we've had all this drama with, with Lamar Jackson and, and money and Daniel Jones being paid, as I tweeted out Celtic Tiger numbers at one point, you've got a quarterback in the draft here that has nine rushing touchdowns last year, seventeen passing touchdowns. If he can find a way to integrate into the NFL and almost be that Lamar Cam Newton figure and improve his accuracy, it's a home run situation. Even though every year we always have this conversation on this guy's going to be great, but let's just say like it, it could be a great pick for someone. Listen, it's plain and simple. If you're a quarterback needy team towards the top end of this draft get this guy in the door, get him in the building, build your playbook around him. When you have a guy that's this size and this athletic, as Dar says, you know, the best that's ever been seen based on the relative athletic score, it's a no-brainer. You you can make it work, get your coaches to sit down and talk with him, get him talking about what makes him feel comfortable on the field. Is it when he's running the ball? Is it when he's standing in the pocket? Maybe, as you mentioned there, the read options. But when the, when the guy's this size, this is much of a freak athlete, you know, in, in five years' time, how many teams will be kicking themselves at the past on them? Absolutely. Um, let me 
finish off on the last quarterback as a, with a very simple question. Dara, is 25 years of age an old age for anybody, regardless of being a player in the NFL or college or just general life? Or, or as a college football podcaster, that's another question for another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not here to take shots. Um, I believe Hannah Hooker is a great quarterback. Um, I assume that's who you're referring to at a Yeah, like, I mean, so. like, I just couldn't believe it because, like, we're talking there now, right, about Andy Richardson, who was born in 2001. This guy's born at the start of 1990. I actually had to double check this. 1998. The biggest concern I have, and I'll, I'll let you bob away and talk about this ACL injury coupled with the age that that is a concern but his size is very good yeah um he's coming off a great season before that acl injury too and um i i would worry of just about just how high the ceiling can be how much more you know you can tap into your own body and like you're practically in your prime at that age you know and you're you're a good college quarterback but uh he's a listen he's He's definitely going to be in the end. He's going to last in the NFL. He's more than capable of throwing the ball. He'll definitely last as a backup in the NFL. I would just be a little bit hesitant. Uh, you see teams draft quarterbacks in the mid rounds, you know, they're kind of thinking towards the future saying, listen, there's a guy we can develop here. With Hooker, I just don't know how much there is left to develop. Him. And that's the only thing that would scare me away from, uh, are you wasting a pick on him is, is what my biggest question would be. So uh, especially with the SEL injury, he's not going to be able to go right away if you do need a quarterback right away. So that's another reason to stay clear. Again, I think he's a great quarterback. I spoke about Tennessee on the last podcast about how good they were last year and a lot, nearly all of that was down to him. So uh, I'm really interested to see where his career goes from here. Yeah, turn turn 25 come last month. Um, and as Dara said, tore his ACL late last season. So potentially he could provide value, I guess, in a backup position this year. But it's going to be a bit of a road for him if he does get drafted. Um he is a mobile quarterback and he's very accurate. I just would wonder where he's going to be picked up in this draft. You know, like it's where would you pick him in this draft as a stance? I think if he was two years, three years younger, I think he's bottom half of the kind of first round. I think I, I think teams would, would like the prospect of him, even, even with the ACL injury. But I think, you know, the age... Um, kind of takes him out. I mean, the last quarterback who was over the age of 25 picked in the first round was Brandon Wheaton by the by the Cleveland Browns, and you know that didn't really uh, that didn't really work out too well, to be honest. But look, I think he's a very very good quarterback. I think you know the ACL injury is definitely something to worry about. I think it's actually a second ACL injury as well, but he's he's very accurate. I think if you have a pick in the second round. Or the third round, I think he could go around there. There'll be some team who likes him enough to to pick him in the second or third round. Whether I would do that, I'm not too sure, but I, there will be some team that will do it. Mick, any final comments on not just Mr. Hooker, but the whole quarterback class that we've talked about? And an Ashley will not. Uh, yeah, I'd like to have a go at Dar there for saying that people here are 25 or in their prime, because if this is me in my prime, then it's a long road down from here. Can I just say that um, it, it's not your prime? I told myself 27, 28. I, I can tell you now, lads, and you have a long road ahead of you here. Your early 30s are your prime, so you're grand. Don't worry, it's all good. I, I believe it when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, listen, I think 
Yeah, you know, with the injuries and stuff, uh, if he can get himself right, if he can keep himself in a decent enough sort of shape to, to fill into that backup role, to, to keep himself, not not so much as a journeyman, but be a reassurance to the team that if their main guy goes down, he's ready to go in and just, you know, someone like a Chase Daniel, you know, someone that's just been around the league that doesn't play all the time, but when he comes in, you know, you're going to be sort of safe and secure that they're they're not going to throw the game away on you disastrously. Absolutely, sir. And look, I think anybody at that age, you know, is still a very, very young man. And we're going to stop the whole age talk now and, and leave it at that. Um, lads, look, that's the quarterback class done. That is it done. Probably not the best quarterback class ever in the draft. Like, let, let's not lie. And it will get better maybe next year, the year after. I'm, I'm sure we can have a bit of crack. It's a pity we didn't start this podcast a couple of years ago whenever it was nuts. I think it would have yeah. been even better crack, but uh, we can we can build it up over time. I mean, eventually you're going to have the Manning lad coming in in about three or four years' time, so there's going to be plenty of crack to talk about. But uh, yeah, we have plenty of lads to talk about next year. Plenty yeah. of lads. Exactly. Caleb Williams, he's ooh. a player. I'll finally start feeling old when Arch Manning is getting carded <laughs> to number one overall. That, that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Say no more. Hi, lads, uh, here, thanks for your time as always, folks. If you are listening to this podcast on the PFI Podcast Network, just literally type in PFI College Football on your podcast provider. Please do subscribe at NFL Ireland on all socials. You can check all of our socials out in the comments or description below. And we'll be back in a couple of days looking at the running backs for the NFL draft. Chat this soon. It's a lot of fun.